You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. So at this stage of your career, mate, as you're climbing through the Witness age groups or grades, however people want to say it, uh, is rugby becoming that bit more serious where you're considering a career in it or is it still just for fun at this this point? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I'm still focusing on joining you know, my career, uh, sorry, I'm still focusing on enjoying my rugby, but that sort of element that, you know, there is a career that there's full-time rugby players that can go out and, you know, earn a living and don't have to also, you know, work, um, you know, is a realistic sort of possibility. Um, It's not probably within touching distance yet because of my age and different things, but there's something there that I could pursue um, and being involved in that sort of witness youth system sort of gives you a real example of, you know, being in and around the club while those players are knocking about, you're seeing them, you, you're sort of looking up to them as, you know, you, you sit in the stands and you see them running out and you're just, you're getting closer to thinking, I could do that. Or, you know, in your mind that maybe flicks a switch to think that you're going to maybe take it a little bit more serious work. I mean, that's, a, that's the difficulty though. You don't want to, you don't want to go away from enjoying it. You need to keep, keep that element because that's massive but at the same time you could you probably want to put that bit more pressure on you to give you that drive and give you that focus that maybe you could become successful and where do you want to take your career so through them age grades mate is there a lot of player turnover or do you tend to have a steady side I think you get a you know a hardcore majority of of players that do tend to go through the pathway together and I think what the scouts maybe look at is that consistency and wanting people to play together. They, they obviously see something from a certain age, but you always get people who might just miss out for whatever reason and it's an injury or, you know, th- different things. They might just start playing rugby at a later age. Development in terms of physically might take a lot longer. I know I was a lot smaller and I might, you know, if it was someone else, they might not have been looked at because of the size. You know, it comes towards the uh, 16 to 18, you know, a six foot five rapid winger then might be looked at. Oh, you know, maybe he could be someone. And the, the sort of the things that they're looking at probably changes as you, as the scouts are looking at people or introduced to rugby at different times. So, the, you know, there was probably 67% of the squad, um, as we want to, if we want to call it moved together through that age group and, and probably played a lot of rugby together. Um, I know that uh, myself and Bobby, that I mentioned, were probably a big part of our age group in that whole inside moving forward with, you know, a handful of others playing as well. Um, I just know that maybe looking back, we were the, the main two competing against each other, but playing in the same team. Um, okay. To sort of have that main half-back role. Yeah, so as as you're going through school, mate, and you get into the, the, the back end of high school, what what starts crossing your mind? Is college an option for you? Are you looking at going straight into work with maybe your dad or what you're thinking? Um, yeah, I think thankful to my mum. Um, she sort of kept my head switched on and kept me focused to 
to not just thinking about rugby that it became something that was was a reward or could be taken away as a punishment for carrying on and focusing on my study and my education. So, you know, thanks to me, Mom, I sort of continued a, a career that I was going to go to college and, and the potential where I was going to go was, I was thinking I'll be a teacher. You know, I was still focused on, you know, achieving things in the rugby, but, you know, rugby's not, you know, not everyone's lucky to become a professional rugby player, a professional sportsman. Um, so I had to have that plan B or that a career away from sport that I could focus on. Yeah, so was there anyone at school that had the influence on you to think, actually, I want to be a teacher or was it just that, was it something you'd always wanted to do? No, I think it was that experience from from high school, the teachers that, you know, I was fortunate enough to to have as my teach, teachers that they made high school enjoyable. They encouraged a lot of the students, not just myself, to to pursue different careers and different sports, and and was you know just made I think high school and and being that age just that much more enjoyable. And it was something that I became passionate about and wanted to to help and encourage you know other students. It was something I could see myself doing. Right, that's good then, mate. So what college did you go to? So I went to Cronton College or Riverside College, which did obviously the names changed a few times. It was linked with, with Widness. So there was right. a group of us that had signed at sort of 16 um, the, the last year of high school and and we sort of agreed to, to go to Cronton College, study a course alongside our training. So for two years we were, you know, partnered sort of with the college and with the club that we could train during the day yeah. and also, you know, get our studies alongside of it. We were, you know, we were quite fortunate. Um, I think we were one of the first few clubs, you know, in in the championship in Super League that had the academy system and partnered with the college to to have that programme. Right. And how was it juggling college and, and rugby, mate? It was, you know, it was a really good experience that you, you sort of got that more exposure into a, a full-time environment. We were getting up at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Everything would have to be prepared for the day that we'd be going training till nine, ten o'clock and then straight to college. Right. You know, and, and I think we learned a lot as a group that preparation and, and being focused that night before or in the morning and having everything planned is massively important, whether it is within sport or outside of, because you have to, you know, you have to have everything organised and be switched on to to sort of manage both and, you know, juggle both things at the same time. Yeah, so were you boys the ones walking around and all the witness dashboards? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> showing off the witness badge. Yeah. So when, when did, I'm presuming you were released, mate, so when did the release come in? uni kick off for you yeah so luckily enough at the end of college I was able to sign another contract for another year um, right. which meant I was I was going on to uni so when I was offered the contract it was you know it was great but they, they knew then that I was still going to be you know part time I wasn't you know moving into a full time environment not that that was on the table but you know they were well aware that I was still pursuing you know, another career in my education and that was still a focus point for myself. And I don't think it ever took anything away from from rugby. Um, 
but I got to to sort of live live both lives. That was training of an evening in you know a, a professional academy system, and and also going to university in the day. And and thankfully, you know, it was the right decision because a year later, and um, there was a lot of restructuring within the the rugby league that they got rid of the under twenties reserve team, which I was part of, and changed it to a, an under nineteens academy. I was too old for that, which meant I had to move move on basically there was nothing there was no team for me to sort of play in and I what at the time there was people ahead of me there was there was other half backs coming through the system that um you know the, there was a decision to be made and I've got no you know grudges against the club for for making that decision because it opened doors that I never knew existed until I sort of walked through them right well Talk us through transition from college to uni, mate, and how you found it and how mixing it up with new again, new mates, a new team and new environment was. Yeah, the, the you know, that, that first year at uni was was a little bit so I held back. I wasn't fully bought into the uni. I, I had my mates and you know, they'd be going out a couple of nights a week. I'd be going finishing uni, shooting off back to to witness the train, go to bed, back up in the morning to, to go to uni and, and still juggling both. But that sort of second year was, and third year was, you know, a real, a real pleasure and a, you know, a massive part of, of what allowed me to get to where I am today that I got to experience, you know, a lot of, a lot of tough situations, you know, getting released and would I, would I even carry on playing rugby league? Did I want to even play rugby full stop? Was yeah. I just going to transition and you know focus on my studies, get a job, start teaching? Um, so okay, you know, through through a lot of friends and and different people on the course that I'd met that first year, were like you know come down, come and you know just come and train, come and come and have a little go. And they sort of dragged um, myself and one of my good friends, Richie Hughes from Witness, who'd come through a sort of similar system with myself that. We thought, right, come on, we'll you know we'll go down, we'll we'll go and see, we'll have a look, we'll have a laugh, and it'll be, we'll just see if we enjoy it. And you know, together we sort of went down, took those first steps. But uni was, you know, an experience that I'll never forget. In those you know couple of years, um, the lads that I met that I still speak to on a regular basis, um, you know, some memories that I'll, I'll you know I'll cherish forever. Yeah, so first year wasn't quite fresh as me, but you made up for it by the sounds. Yeah, obviously the, yeah, the second year man, then uh, transitioned into playing on a lot of Wednesday afternoons, leading into right. going out on Wednesdays. And then at that period, then once I was back playing rugby, I made that jump to playing for the Wids again. Right, so how, how was uni rugby, mate? What was the standard like? It's really high. Um you know, I think we were fortunate that during those couple of years, whilst I, I started playing for for the university team, we had quite a few senior players. You know, in the third, fourth year of uni, that were had some exposure at a high level growing up, um, and things yeah. just sort of seemed to click that we 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 played some really good rugby. We went on to at the level that we were in the league. Um, probably needed to be in the league above but because it's obviously such a quick turnover of players it can't yeah. be predicted and we went on to win win some silverware at the end of the year a trophy over at, at Leeds Met I think we went won like the second trophy down from the top 
obviously um, many years Leeds Leeds met Leeds Carnegie have dominated the rugby league scene um, with their partnerships in in Yorkshire but that team from Liverpool you know we were we had some really good players and, and sort of had a really successful season Right so where did where was you playing and where was Rich playing? So position traditionally thankfully Richie was at hooker and then I was at yeah. halfback and from that, we built. We obviously already had the foundations of a, a really good partnership, and, yeah. and I think we just sort of built on that. We enjoyed playing alongside each other, and we were good mates, and, and we were sort of just quick and you know switched on to what each other were doing. If he would jump out and I'd see him breaking down line, I'd just push into the next hole, and we seemed to just yeah. be able to link up without even thinking and. And that sort of partnership led on to us both going on to represent and go down a pathway in, in the University Rugby League. Right, and this is all while you, you had your spell back at the Weds, mate, yeah? Yeah, so um, what, you know, I started playing rugby again and my dad had asked me what, you know, what was I doing? Was I thinking about playing, you know, amateur rugby league or anything like that? And then... I sort of always, I'd always had in the back of my mind, oh, I'd love to go and play for the Wids or Birchfield. I think it was more of a thing to play with my dad, you know, trying, yeah. you know, I'd love to play with my dad. Obviously, he'd retired and, and everything like that. And then um, my cousin, Rob Critch, um, obviously played many, many years, you know, at the Wids and when went on to captain the Wids did, um, with yourself, part of a team, leading, we're now called, yeah. yeah. Um, you are, mate. <laughs> I've made the <laughs> so yeah. I think through a sort of conversation with him, he was like, you know, come down, you know, meet the lads and and just sort of get involved in training. And yeah, I really enjoyed those Tuesdays and Thursday sessions. Um, you know, coming down, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all serious. It wasn't about people, you know, giving a hundred percent. And you know, people had other lives, but we'd get together and we had some some great laughs at training and even better laughs on and, and off the field on a Saturday afternoon. We certainly did, mate. And do you think, do you think that maybe give you, along with uni rugby again, that little bit of love back for the game? Definitely, yeah. That it wasn't serious and it wasn't analysis, 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 bodybuilding, bodybuilding, skill set. Because we'd done a little bit of them, mate, but at the end of the day, we were amateur, weren't we? Um, we trained hard and played hard, didn't we? Yeah, and I think for where the Wids were, that team that I... Obviously, I, I played my first few games and the second team to to get to know the game again. I was fortunate enough to play in a really successful and you know really skillful first team side at the Wids that um, we you know probably overachieved and played at a level and um, you know higher than where the Wids might have thought they wanted to be at. Um, yeah, and where everyone else thought yeah, should have and, been at probably. Yeah, mate. probably. Yeah. You know, there's teams in that league that were paying players. We were all. You know, getting off our back, getting up out of bed on a Saturday morning, travelling to you know up to the Pennines, Cumbria, all around to you know for each other and that enjoyment and that definitely played a part in me finding enjoyment back in rugby. The the atmosphere and it was serious. I think we we all wanted to win and we we all went out there every week, switched on and focused. And it hurt when we lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, we've we know we've lost. Oh well, don't worry. We all wanted no, to get no, there, and there was that yeah, really did. good balance at the Wids, and that that was something that helped sort of spark again that that determination to 
to be successful, but I was also in a really good group of, of lads that, you know, helped bring me on, you know, didn't let me get away with things. It was, you know, you're coming in here and we want to win. You're know, not just, you know, turning up and, and having a run around. They made me a better player as well. Good stuff, mate. So you, you, we'll go back to your uni rugby now because, like you've said, you'd had a couple of, well, we, we were very successful, wasn't we? And come come the Sedley Park game, which I think was just that a semi final, was it, when we were in the Lancashire Cup? Yeah. Probably one of the best games I'd seen, I'd played with you. You were by far with that back line. To be fair, if we had, no offence to anyone in that pack, if we had a better pack, mate, we'd probably win that yeah, game. Yeah, that game, yeah. Because our back line were probably as good, if not better than this. Yeah. We nullified everything and we played how we needed to play as a backline. It's just up front, the nutritional part of the game and the rugby union like part of the game, they killed us off with it. But if it was backs against backs, mate, we win every day, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think that was one of the you know the things we went out with and, and that's one of the things with the clubs in that league. They would go out and they would go and get the hooker from a couple of leagues above, the, the prop, yeah. the you know, second row, the back row and that sort of was what was the difference. Nothing against the players at the Wids, yourself, obviously Rob, the players were, were outstanding and put in some absolute shifts against some massive packs. But they were always, you know, a step behind and it's nothing to their effort and, and fault. It was, these were the players that were, should be playing at the level above, but were getting that, yeah. you know, bit of money on the side, probably because they were the better than the level they were in. Um, so yeah, the, you know, there was loads of opportunities in that team that the Wids as a group were not, you know, ready and not whatever reasons politically or whatever that we would make that step up. And I don't think it was the right thing to do. I think the Wids is is exactly where it should be, producing young kids for the town and to go on and do better things. But it's a, a town club and enjoying it for each other and getting together with a group of mates. Yeah, no, very much so. And it was a nice way of putting it, mate. And it was a pleasure having you there for the short time. Absolutely it was, uh, loved it, mate. It was... But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a good time, mate, didn't we? Um, so, you touch, you're touching student rugby-wise international levels, mate. So, talk us through that journey. Yeah, so obviously, I mentioned before, there was there was the pathways and, and sort of things at junior level and youth through witness. But those pathways sort of opened themselves back up again at university that... There was the regional trials. Um, again, a last-minute thing that me, myself and Richie were like, oh, come on, we'll go, we'll, we'll give it a go. Neither of us sort of believed in our, enough in ourselves that we were good enough. Um, we, you know, we sort of held back that we thought, you know, we'd been knocked down, we'd been released. You know, we, we, we were lucky to just be enjoying our rugby again and we were grateful that we met. You know, a really good bloke, uh, Tank, his name is, not the words Tank, another one. <laughs> um, who took both of us to sort of one side and, you know, had a conversation with us that I think just stuck with both of us that we were we were good enough. He he took us and just believed that and told us to go and give it give it a go and don't hold anything back. And we went on, we had a you know quite successful Northwest team and um, some really good players, but we were fortunate that that year, I think it was two thousand thirteen, it was the World Cup. And they had the the sort of student rugby league World Cup at the end of the, uh, or in the middle of the summer, at the end of the rugby league season at the time, but the middle of the summer was a, a student rugby league World Cup, and um, that we 
we were fortunate to progress into an England camp and get selected for the final 23, 24-man squad and, and spend sort of two weeks in Leeds getting to and narrowly losing a, a World Cup final to Australia. How many people can say that? Yeah, there's, there's not a few. And again, it's another experience that I had no clue was going on and would never have, you know, knew that would happen. I'd have not gone through that tough time and and sort of have that memory for the rest of my life. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.